0: what is up my friends jt debolt with you today for the true driven podcast the podcast for the few the true the driven those remarkable people we call and identify as ourselves as the true drivens and i say good morning good afternoon and good evening welcome no matter where you might be tuning in from on the big blue marble thanks for tuning in here and as always you can find us on spotify you can find us on apple podcasts and of course youtube if you like the uh, the video version of this make sure you are subscribing turning on notifications so that you can stay in touch with us as we bring out more podcasts and of course thank you very much for sharing this far and wide with those other folks that you feel need to hear this message right now. And quite frankly, there's quite a few of us out there. And I'll kind of go back and review that for a second. Because when we talk about, especially if you tuned into the very first episode, you heard me talking about the definition of what a true driven is, who that person is as an individual. And a lot of times what we think is true drivens are people who are just nonstop, 24-7, foot on the gas pedal, Uh, unencumbered by life, don't have any distractions, don't have any uh, restrictions holding us back, always fired up, always motivated, always locked and loaded. And while that might be true for the vast majority of the time, there's still an element of humanity to this, right? True Driven's are still human beings. We still feel the same pressures everybody else do. Uh, In fact, what I would say is that True Driven's probably feel it even more. Because as a True Driven, you are a leader. And as a leader, you know that it's not about you. It's not all about you, but it is on your shoulders, as Jocko Willink says and has taught us so well. Leadership is a very, you know, heavy-duty burden at times. It's a responsibility that is 24-7, 365, you never turn it off. And so it's very, it's very understandable If you are somebody who doesn't yet identify that way, you say, hey, man, I want to aspire to be a true driven. If that's you, then welcome. This is this is your home. If you are somebody who identifies as a true driven, somebody who's been locked and loaded, fired up, ready to go. And you're very clear on your values, your vision, your mission, your purpose, that thing we call the big four. But don't feel that your performance is where you want it to be. Again, welcome. This is your home. And if you're somewhere in between that where you feel like, man, I'm on my game, or you feel like you're totally off your game and you want to get back, there's quite a few folks out there for whom this message is directly built and designed for. Those of you who have felt disenfranchised by the way society is going, feeling that because you are driven, because you want bigger and better for yourself and the people around you, that you feel uh, almost attacked you feel that the you know world around you wants you to slow down wants you to be less driven almost chastise you or, or or attacks you because of your drive that is also what this podcast and what this message is for it's for you as well so i want to put that out there because we have a tendency to put a lot of pressure on ourselves we have a tendency because we are the go to people the break glass in case of emergency type of people, we're the ones that people look to, right? The challenge with that is we sometimes feel that pressure and that burden of, am I enough? Can I do this? Am I really the one that they're counting on? Or are they mistaken? (laughs) Is this somehow, you know, you start going into this sense of uh, almost um, self-doubt for sure, second-guessing 100%. But it's that imposter syndrome. We kind of start tap dancing on that just a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I don't want to get too much into that because that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. What we're going to be talking about in this episode is really a condition that every single person experiences at one point or another. And as a True Driven, if you are pursuing something big, something important, something challenging, uh, something that requires all of you, your attention, your focus, your skills, your wisdom, your your life force, then invariably at one point or another in that journey, in that process, you're going to feel that you're not up to the task or There's that sense of dread, that sense of avoidance, that sense of, man, I don't know if I want to do this. Now, in past episodes, I talked a little bit about procrastination, so I'm not going to go too deep into that. If you need a little bit more support, a little bit more information around how to deal with procrastination, or at least the reasons to get away from it, you can go back and check out some of the other podcasts, uh, including uh, the one that I did on Is It Your Time? and also uh, Dealing With Your Pain. But, I'm not going to get too much into procrastination today because uh, the idea behind it is is you know like elementary to what we're talking about today. Procrastination is a byproduct of what we're talking about today, and that is the excuse factory. <laughs> How do we shut down the excuse factory? And I want to be perfectly clear on this: this is as much for you as it is for the people you lead. And you've heard me say this, and I'll say it many times over and over. Anything I share with you here on the podcast, anything I teach anybody, is things that, number one, I've had to work with or work with on a continual basis. All right. So I either am a product of the product, if you want to think of it that way, or at least I have walked that path and continue to do so. I don't want to pretend like I have all the answers, and I definitely don't want to have this holier-than-thou Mightier-than-thou approach where, oh, I've got it all figured out. I don't have it figured out, but I have enough figured out that I'm willing to share with you what I've learned along the way. That is something that I hope is an example that I set for you to follow and probably one you've been demonstrating and following for a while, either through me or through somebody else, right? Is that show up because as a leader, that's what you have to do. You have to show up, but it's also about demonstrating to the people that we lead we want to demonstrate to those folks what it actually means, what it looks like to show up and be the best we can be in any given moment. The other day, and I don't recall the exact impetus for it, but uh, I, was, I, was, I was talking to somebody and they had a comment about, hey, you know, I'm having a hard time um, really putting out, really giving all I've got. In other words, you know, I feel kind of like my tank is half full. And my question was, well, are you giving all of whatever you've got? And they're like, yeah, I try to. Okay, great. Because here's the deal. If you are somebody who is kind of burnt out right now or kind of beat down, whatever that feeling might be, you feel like your tank's about half full, but you're giving all of that 50%, right? Your your tank's at 50%, but you're burning through it and you deplete it. I'm a much bigger fan of that behavior, of that demonstration of character, than I am the person who's on their game. They're 100%, but they only give like 80, 85. And you say to yourself, but JT, listen, man, 85% is more than 50. To which I say, no, actually not. 85% of 100 is still 85%. But 100% of 50 is still 100%. So what I'm saying to you is this. Is even if you feel right now that you are not at the top of your game. Even if you feel depleted. Even if you feel uh, diminished. Even if you feel, hey man, like, I just don't know how much I got left in the tank. If you're still showing up and you are willing to give all that you have, even if it's not all of what you're used to having. That's a win. You are doing something important, extraordinary. And what that is, is demonstrating that you will not allow your excuses to hold you back. Now, we're going to be talking about how to shut down the excuse factory on this episode today. And again, I want to reemphasize this. This is as much for you personally so that when you do interface with excuses which everybody does we'll get to that in a second it's it'll give you some tools and some strategies to work through those excuses so you can get yourself back on track and for you probably it's not going to take as much work but here's the other nuance to what we're talking about today and you can think of this for anything i share with you it's for you but it's also f- to help you help other people that's my mission my mission is to awaken those true drivens out there, to get them back on track so that they continue to stay sharp, they continue to stay driven, and they continue to point toward their values, their vision, their mission, and their purpose. But more importantly, is not just to re-energize those who have kind of fallen off or maybe felt and disenfranchised, but also to give the tools and the skills to those folks who are tired of living that mediocre life. Tired of accepting the status quo. And sometimes doing is one thing, but actually demonstrating and helping others brings a whole new depth of those skills to bear. If you know how to swing a hammer and drive a nail, it's one thing to do it. But if you teach somebody how to do that, it becomes that much more locked in and ingrained as a skill in yourself by teaching. And so, Think in terms of the stuff that you hear here. How can I not just apply it into my life, but how can I translate this to help the people I lead, whether it's a company, whether it's your team, whether it's your division, whether it's uh, your family, whether it's your community, whether you're a military leader, a business leader, or just a leader in life, everything I'm teaching you here is applicable, Just not just to you, but also to the folks that you lead. So let's get clear on a couple of things, though. Let's talk about what truly excuses are. What is an excuse? The way I like to kind of think of it is this. An excuse is a lack of integrity. I know it's harsh, and by now you guys probably get (laughs) that that's my MO. I don't like to sugarcoat things. I like to call it like it is. I think there's a lot of bullshit in the world, and I think too many people are purveyors of that bullshit. And they get by on that. In fact, a lot of times I think people in our own lives, especially and unfortunately people closest to us, will sometimes help propagate that sense of it's okay to sort of accept where you're at. Be easy on yourself. Love yourself. I love you as you are. You're good enough. You know, you don't need to. They think self-love is all about just accepting yourself for who you are. But you know as a true driven, that's not how it works. If you're not happy with the way things are, the fucking worst thing in the world you could do is accept it as it is. It's okay to go, hey, listen, this is where I'm at, but I intend for myself. I intend better for myself. But there's a fine nuance to that where we have to be careful or we don't overdo it. Meaning, we don't drive ourselves into an early grave of success or an early grave of potential. Meaning it's not about death, death, but it's the death of the soul, death of the spirit, death of the drive where we burn out. That's the reason you hear me say, I, I cannot fucking stand the whole hustle your face off culture. The hustle culture, it had its value for a while. I mean, it woke people up, but I think it did more damage than good. And my challenge to you, for those of you who are recovering from that, maybe you are, you know, people that, you know, were the sort of casualties of war when it came to hustling your face off. You fought that war, but it didn't get you where you wanted to be. And now you're like, Hey man, what do I do? How do I pick up the pieces and get back on track and live the life that I really wanted for myself? If that's you, then you might be feeling a little bit when somebody says, Hey man, good enough is good enough. You're good enough. You might be saying, yes, I know that I know I'm good enough. But the thing is I have so much self-respect. I don't want to stay here. A mentor of mine early in my career, business career, used to have a saying, I'm grateful but not content. It's a great way of thinking about it. Grateful for yourself, grateful for the opportunities, grateful for your mistakes, grateful for the things that have challenged you, grateful for the ass-kicking you've gotten, grateful for the ass you have kicked but not content. Meaning, I'm just now getting started. And what's interesting about that is if you think of anything you've ever done in your life, The drive you have was not fueled by positivity and happiness and excitement. Yeah, there's part of that. But if you ever were in a place where you achieved something, and you have, just look back at your achievements in your career, your business, whatever it is, your life, sports, could be anything. The things, really think about this for a second. Just take a moment to pause. Think about one really big accomplishment you've had in your life, the accomplishment, the one that you're the most proud of, or the one that is the, the one that you can look at and say, that was my crowning achievement. And you can use that as a model for success for yourself, maybe possibly even others. And if you haven't used it as a model for success for others, Hey, it's time for you to start seeing the value and what you've accomplished and start seeing yourself as that leader that can help other people too but back to your accomplishment, your achievement. Think about it for a second. When you began the path, the road, the journey to accomplish that, it wasn't a one-shot deal. It wasn't an overnight success. It was the accumulation of many different efforts over time. It was you taking one step and then the next. It was you maybe taking two steps forward and then sliding one step back, or maybe taking three steps forward and sliding five steps back, and then having to make things, you know, make make up ground. Likely, if your accomplishment was significant to you, and that's all that really matters, is that it was significant to you. You had to sacrifice more than just time more than just money, more than just the resources of the people around you, you had to sacrifice a part of yourself. There was a literal part of that journey where you had to sacrifice an identity or at least a piece of your identity that was not aligned with the achievement. And the only way that can happen, my friend, is because you did the work. You actually walked the walk. You were on the path not thinking about it, not trying to manifest it, you fucking did the work. But think about what the what caused the journey to begin. What was the spark? Likely the spark wasn't because you were happy. Likely the spark was not because you were content. So when I say grateful but not content, what I'm talking about is there was a part where you were literally suffering. There was a part where you were dissatisfied, unhappy, uncomfortable. There may be some deep pain with that. We've talked about how pain is your your pathway in previous episodes, but what I want you to understand here is that if you're in a place where somebody's saying, hey, you're good enough, you know, as is, you need to understand the answer to that is yes, I am and... I'm not willing to accept this. This is not where I stop. This is where I begin. This is the launch pad for the next journey. Because it's very easy to fall under the trap of making excuses. Everybody makes excuses. The most accomplished person you can imagine right now, just think about who that person is somebody who you might know personally or somebody that you. Buyer, learn from, aspire to be like. You look at them and go, man, they've accomplished a lot in their business, their career, their life. Even that person, even the most driven person, the most driven, true drivens I know still have excuses. They still make excuses. In fact, from a day-to-day basis, from a moment-to-moment basis, the excuse factory may be in full churn. Dude, listen, I... I personally had excuses this morning. I don't want to work out. I'm tired or I'll put it off. I'll do it later. It still shows up. So here's the good part. You can go easy on yourself and start be- stop, stop beating the shit out of yourself if you have excuses. But we still have to face the reality that the excuses are there. One of the most important things you have to understand about an excuse is all it is is it's a breach of integrity because at some point you said that something was important. You said something is a priority, that something could be your fitness and health, could be your business, could be your finances, could be your relationship, whatever the thing is that you're making excuses around, that at one point was important enough to you to actually create a journey, to create a path to go after that thing. And like I said before, at some point there was an impetus, a spark that started that that wasn't from necessarily a fully happy place. I'm not saying you got to be miserable to get started on the journey, but I'm saying at some point, somebody, you are going to say to yourself on the beginning of your path, hey, this is not good enough for me. I want more. And if you said that to yourself and you declared that, even if you declared it only to yourself, but specifically if you're one of those people who sets goals and then tells the world around you then what you have done, my friend, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you are breaking a promise to yourself, and you're lying to the world around you. More importantly, you're lying to the most important person in your universe, and that's you. How's that feel? I say this just to cut to the fucking chase. That's what excuses are. It's a breach of integrity. And if you go back and you look at your big four, specifically your values. Ask yourself if in the moment of the excuse, the actual living of the excuse, I'm not going to work out today. I'm going to take today off or whatever it is. I'm not going to write that book or I'm not going to write those pages. I'm not going to make that sales call. Whatever the thing is, whenever you're up against the excuse, Hey, I'm tired. I'm sick. I'm bummed. My kids, this, my spouse, that my boss, whatever my, my, you know, direct reports, whatever. Whatever your thing is that's weighing you down, just ask the question, does this line up with my values? Chances are they it doesn't. And you know this. You might be saying to yourself, but dude, you know, you don't understand. And then you start getting really riled up. And what is that? That's just like an emotional energy that we put behind our excuses. And I want to kind of reframe or remind you of the imagery, that an excuse is. An excuse is a brick. It's a it's a, think of like a cinder block, right? A good size, heavy, stout, strong brick. And every time we make these excuses, we start stacking them up, and we build a wall. And some people have gotten so fucking good at it; they've become craftsmen. And they have not just built a wall, they've built a fortress to surround themselves with because they got their ass kicked, because they lost, because they, you know, filed bankruptcy. They went broke. They lost their, the love of their life. They got injured. Something happened to them. Some ill fate thing happened external to them. And in defense of the ego, in in defense of the broken heart, in defense of the disappointment and sometimes, in defense of trying to maintain relationships so that they don't end up in divorce, don't end up, you know, without their kids or whatever it is, they build this fortress of excuses. I'm going to hide myself in this fortress where it's safe. Because to venture out, to strive, to risk is too much. It was okay at one point, but now. At this station in my life, excuse, 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 I cannot continue. I won't continue. sad. Now, does it always have to be that dramatic? No, it doesn't have to be that dramatic, and nor am I suggesting that's the case for you. But understand this. Again, remember, when I'm talking to you, it's not just about you. It might be about the people you're leading. It might be about somebody you deeply love and care about. How do you help that person? Well, you've got to help them understand that what they're doing by building these excuses is they are literally taking, each excuse is a brick, it's a cinder block, and they are building a wall, and in some cases, a fortress that covers and surrounds them so that they are, quote, safe from the pain of failure, from the fear of loss, and all the different things that go into achievement. It's a part of the fucking process. It's a part of the recipe, man. You can't succeed, you can't win without loss. And the problem is is that people have this fear of loss because they attach loss to their identity. You're going to lose. There's never been a person in the history of the human race on the planet Earth, in the history of time, that has gone undefeated. Never once. Not one fucking person. So how come you feel you have to have that pressure on yourself to never lose? Oh, I get it. You think when you lose, that makes you a loser. No, it doesn't make you a loser. So many people attach their career, their position, their title to their identity. Well, I'm the CEO of fill in the blank, right? or I am the district manager the general manager those titles I am a doctor phd ccp whatever the thing is that they have behind their name they have all these different things they feel that is their identity fuck people the crazy part is people are doing this more and more with their fucking religious affiliations and with their political affiliations are you kidding me what's the what happens If there's ever a value conflict and you've attached so much of your identity to something external, an organization, a group, whatever, and that thing, that person, whatever, changes gears, goes a different direction. That's where people have the existential crisis and think, holy shit, what has happened to me? I've lost myself. This is the reason, my friend, if you've ever lost your job, been laid off, downsize whatever fucking politically correct word they want to use you've been fired cut loose canned shit can kicked to the curb if your lover has ever kicked you to the curb for somebody younger better stronger faster better looking richer you've attached too much of your identity to that relationship to that organization to that group to that identity or whatever that title was and so the the problem is people think well if i lose then I'm a loser. I've lost a piece of myself. A part of myself died with that. And yeah, there might be a piece to that. Look, I had pursued my dream of becoming a Navy pilot my entire life. And then one day, September 7th, 2001, I made it a reality. I finally graduated flight school. My attachment of my identity was I'm a Navy pilot. I'm a Naval aviator until I wasn't. After 12 and a half years of military service, I got out, and I was a civilian, no longer flying airplanes. No longer did I have that position, that title that I had connected to my identity, and so there was a conflict and I say this to you because if you are struggling, if sometimes you feel like, hey, I'm making excuses. Not, we're not talking about just procrastination. You might be doing things, but you're half-assing them. You might not be actually pursuing the thing you know you're supposed to pursue. Maybe it is time for you to jump ship from your career and launch that business. Maybe it is time to close down the business that you started and start the new thing. Maybe it is time for you to accept that role or that position. Maybe it is time for you to take the promotion. Maybe it is time for you to have that new level of responsibility that you think in your mind you're not qualified for. You think in your mind, I'm having an imposter syndrome moment here because I'm not ready. You can live in that excuse all you want, but just know this. The sands of time are still going to pass. They're still going to fall through the hourglass. And... The challenge is, and the the painful piece to this is, there's no way to get that fucking time back. You can't do a rewind and go, fuck man, I had this realization and now I realize I should have been pursuing this the whole time. This is the time now to arrest that that, that deflation of your life, that diffusion of your life force. This is the time to actually plant your foot in the ground and stop building the fucking fortress of excuses. Because that's all an excuse is. It's just a, it's a lie that we tell ourselves. It's a breach of integrity with our values, our vision, our mission, our purpose, all those things that make us who we are, uniquely who we are. And the, the the interesting thing about it is, one of the bigger excuses I get is, well, first of all, I don't want to lose. You're not going to lose. And if you do lose, hey, it's part, it's, listen, it's the price of admission to the next rung on the ladder, to the next step in your evolution as that person you are build, building yourself and working to become. You're going to lose. You're going to get your ass kicked. You're not going to close every sale. Sometimes you're going to miss out on closing sales. Sometimes the thing that the business is going to flop. The product is going to flop. People are going to say, no, thank you. But we can't attach the rejection of somebody else to us being rejected. The offer just didn't work for that person. You're going to lose sometime. But it doesn't mean that you're a loser in this fear of loss, fear of rejection, or even worse, the fear that you're not good enough is holding you back. It's way holding you back beyond. Right now, there are things you are creating an excuse around. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the experience. I don't have the whatever. All those little excuses you've got to look at and ask yourself, what is it I'm afraid of losing? And what is it I'm afraid of gaining? because what if i win not just what if i lose what if i win what if it what if it works out am i really the person that is qualified to deliver on this new promise that people said yes to the answer of course is yes but then we start thinking to ourselves hey am i good enough am i smart enough you know what Trump's smarts? do you know what Trump's even sometimes experience? Do you know what Trumps education? People get so wrapped up, hey, I need to go back to school to get education so that I can qualify to do this, which makes a truckload of sense if you're gonna be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or something that requires an actual education or to go to trade school to become a you know to, to have a trade. makes sense. like I I get it. But as a leader, if you're saying to yourself, well, I need to, to you know, uh, I, I need to develop a little bit more skill around this area. Okay, fine. Seek out those skills. Take that training. Enroll in that course. Buy that program. Whatever the thing is. But understand this. All the education in the world, all the experience in the world is still trumped by one thing that you have right now inherently inside you. 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 And by the way, just so we take some of the pressure off your shoulders, everybody has this. You have it inherently in you. You were born with it. It's one of the greatest forces of nature. It's one of the most empower- most powerful impacting forces in the fucking universe. And it's inside you right now. Guess what it is. It's this little thing called curiosity. <laughs> and what's crazy, the most fucking insanely crazy thing blows my mind. The one thing I literally can't wrap my head around is how more people aren't dialed into this and, and using it on a continual basis. By the way, you're born with it. There's an actual test that the doctors have for every single baby that's born. They put the baby with the mother to see If the child, the baby will seek out the mother's breast, it's a naturally thing. It's a thing that's naturally inside of us. If the child doesn't, then that means there's a serious problem with their brain, a serious function in their, uh, in their brain, you know, uh, brain capacity. And that's where they're like, Hey, this is, this child's actually got a really serious medical condition, mental, uh, you know, condition, brain function condition. But the vast majority of children that are born are born with that sense of curiosity. Even if they have a a serious mental thing that they're born with or a serious medical thing that they're born with, they still have that curiosity to seek out the mother's breast for food. Now, you can do all the research. You can Google that all you want. Use DuckDuckGo. Don't use Google. But what I'm saying to you is this you have curiosity. Think of the things that you have innovated. Think about the solutions. Think about the problems you've solved. Hell, if you found me on YouTube, chances are you were behaving in a curious place. On some level, you were probably seeking out information. I know a lot of people who are graduates of YouTube University, so they proudly say, Meaning, they don't necessarily have any formal education, but what they did is they got on and they showed. They found other human beings that had a gift, that had the ability to convey information, that had experience, not a PhD, not even a high-level, you know, degree from anything, but they had experience and they had the curiosity and also the generosity to share that information with people. Hey, I'm curious if other people would find this useful. Here's how to sew a button on a shirt. I was curious about it, so I figured it out, and now I'll show this video. It could be something as simple as that, down down to how to publish a book, how to start a business, how to overcome whatever, right? That's what this entire podcast is for. So if you found it, maybe you found it through a place of curiosity because you were in a place of either intense or small suffering, and you wanted better for yourself. You didn't say, I'm good enough as is. You said, I'm amazing, and I need more and that came from a place of curiosity. So understand this. If you are making excuses and you're in that place of fear, which is all it is, excuse is just a byproduct of fear. The question is, how do I get out of this? What about this is not getting me further? What about this is holding me back? What can I learn from this? And if you get from a place of curiosity where you're really seeking information, not just asking questions to ask questions, but if you're really in a place where you genuinely want help and support, you generally want that solution or that answer, guess what? You're going to find it. And that is a true leadership thing because curiosity trumps experience, trumps education all the time. Now, I'm not saying that you just walk around being curious and don't try to get... The experience. The experience actually reinforces what you learn through your curiosity, but the curiosity is what gets the ball rolling. So it's not about, well, I need to go out and be more qualified. No, you just need to be more curious. Because as a leader, there's a solution around every single corner. And the idea behind being a problem solver, behind being the person that people come to for solutions. If you're feeling like, hey, am I really that person? Can I really live up to that to that level of expectation from other people? The answer is yes, so long as you stay curious. That excuse goes away because the excuse doesn't become the limiting factor. The excuse of saying, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I don't have the experience, my kids this, my spouse that, my boss this, the job, the business, the economy, whatever fucking thing is is you're starting to build your little fortress with, If you stop and get curious and go, is that true? What if I did something different? What might I need to do different? What do I need to improve upon? What do I need to get rid of? Start getting curious by asking those questions and have the open mind, heart, and soul to receive what comes next. Curiosity and openness will trump any level of experience, money, resources, doesn't matter what it is. But so often, it's hard to get curious, right? It's like we wanna pull the little shell down. We wanna hide underneath our excuses, batten down the hatches, because I don't wanna look dumb by asking questions. People look to me for answers, and I'm the one asking questions, actually. If you've tried this next time, one of your team comes up to you. Try this next time your kids come up to you. Try this next time anybody comes to you for an answer. When they say, I'm stuck, can you help me? Say, of course. What have you tried? See what I just did? You ask a question as opposed to feeling like you have to have the answer right out of the gate. So how did that work out? What happened for you? Let them fill you in. Now you're getting information. You don't have to have all the information. In fact, you can have all the information. You're not a mind reader. And you probably don't have a crystal ball. So the question doesn't always have to be answered with an answer. Sometimes you need more information and you say, great. Can I ask a couple of questions for clarity? That person will appreciate you investing in them. Think of it like an interview. Think of it like you... Uh, seeking out that information so that you can be in the best position and you might just find that you are in fact not the answer. You are not the person that can give give them the solution and won't that be a relief because then you'll at least be equipped, you'll at least be armed with enough information to put them on the right path to finding what they actually need. Now I said this a, a while like at the top of the thing when we were started talking about this. And I made a comment about sacrifice. (laughs) And it's always funny to me because I think people get wrapped around this idea of success. And they say, well, I want success, but, and then we start building up all these excuses. And a lot of times what happens is, first and foremost, we haven't gotten super curious on what success means to us. But the other part about it is you have to understand that success isn't happening right now. I know you know this, but for anybody who's lost their way, For anybody who's lost their mojo, who's trying to find that, quote, motivation to get back on track, realize this. At some point, you had the impetus to start. What caused that? What was that thing that was driving you? Likely, it was from a place of being dissatisfied, suffering, whatever. Some level, whether it's high or low, you were not happy. But the next part about this is you had to get clear that you're going to have to sacrifice a part of who you are right now in order to get there. And the reason I was harping on this whole idea of our identity is that at some point, it is an actual piece of our identity that we're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to let go of it. You can't be the person with limiting beliefs around money if you want to be wealthy. You can't be the person that has the limiting belief that you always want to be comfortable, happy, and eat whatever you want if you want to be strong, fit, and sexy. Well, at least, you know, six-pack abs sexy. You get the idea. To be the best version of yourself if you're not there means that you recognize there's a gap between your expectation and your reality, and that gap is creating a sense of suffering. Instead of suffering in pain and suffering in misery, you go to curiosity. The curiosity gets you thinking, what might I need to do next? But understand this. You have to be open to what comes from the question. Because there will be an element where you're going to have to create sacrifice. Sacrifice is going to be a part of the process. You're going to have to sacrifice the yummy food in order to get the strong, healthy body. You're going to have to sacrifice the belief that money's hard, and money sucks, and rich people are shitheads in order to become wealthy, to become financially free. You're going to have to realize that sometimes the discipline is what brings the freedom. Again, to quote the great Jocko Willink. We have to sacrifice one thing in order to get the next. But here's the thing. You're not losing out. You're gaining. The misconception about sacrifice, the misconception is that when we sacrifice, we lose and we don't get anything back. Have you ever had an experience where you're like, man, I need to give some clothes away. I've got so much crap in my house. I'm going to give this stuff to the Goodwill, or I'm going to give it to a charity. Or maybe you make a financial donation. You realize that if you make a financial contribution and you use it for tax credit, for instance, taxable purposes or tax tax write-off, you're literally giving something away. You're sacrificing money but you're receiving something even bigger in return. Sometimes all you receive is that feeling that you did something good, and isn't that okay? You don't get anything else in return. In fact, maybe even the thing or the contribution that you gave was not even acknowledged by the person who received it. Maybe the entity, the group, received it and didn't show any gratitude back. It's okay because you know that deep down, that's not really what was driving you in the first place. And isn't it interesting that you sacrificed one thing, but you actually receive something even more in return? Success is on the other side of sacrifice. If you can get yourself clear on that and you can understand, listen, I'm going to have to sacrifice for things, then all of a sudden the excuse factory shuts down. Because as opposed to trying to defend that piece of your identity that says, this is how life has to be or how I want it to be, even though I wish it were better, now you're willing and being open to saying, I'm going to do something different. And more specifically, here's what it's going to be. The clarity, the confidence, and the ability to create a sound, reasonable, and sustainable plan to move forward comes from being able to say to yourself that sacrifice is going to have to be a part of the formula. But it doesn't mean I'm going to lose. Actually, sacrifice means I'm going to fucking gain. Addition through subtraction is what they call it. But more importantly, it's easy to say that. You know, it's e- it's easy to philosophize that. It's very difficult until you act it out, until you behave it, until you experience it, to actually see, okay, yeah, ex- I see it. By cutting out a little bit of my carbs, I actually lose weight, feel happier, feel better, sleep better, do all these things. So it's not really a sacrifice. I actually gained a better lifestyle through not eating bullshit. By cutting out sugar, by cutting out, you know, a drama on social media, now all of a sudden I am a happier person. I'm clearer. I have more time. What the fuck am I going to do with that? Oh, yeah. Hey, that's right. I'm going to be more creative. I'm going to be more giving. I'm going to be more generous. I'm going to be. The leader I was born to be. The excuse factory gets shut down when we realize that there's a value in cutting the fat, in getting clear on what we stand for and what we stand against. And doing what we can to sacrifice what we don't want, what we stand against, to get more of what we do stand for and what we want. And as leaders, we have to do this for ourselves and then be able to demonstrate it for others so that we have the experience, the skills, and the the actual uh, process in place to be able to help other people do it for themselves. It's really hard to help somebody do something you haven't done yourself. So that's the key and essential piece to this is to realize that if you have an excuse going on your head, it can be as long or as short-lived as you want, but it does start with going, okay, I'm making an excuse. What is it I'm hiding from? This excuse is a violation of my integrity to myself, my contract to myself, whether it's your present self or your future self. Personally, stop thinking about it just being a contract with your future self. It's easy to squ- to, to wiggle out of that one. Think about the breach of integrity to who you are now. That's the bigger impact. Not just your future self. Because your future self will figure it out. Your, person, your right now self is the one who, if you get clear with that you're making the violation with that person, they're the ones that will actually create change, period. Because change can't happen in the past. It damn sure can't happen in the future. Change can only happen now. And so if you notice that you are violating that contract with your now self, the self you are today, and you say, I'm making an excuse, it doesn't matter what your future self has to say about it. They're not here yet. They don't have a voice. They don't have a vote. The only person with a vote is you. The only person with a say is you. The only person who can fucking do anything about it is you right here, right now. So the question is, Are you going to stay stuck in the excuse or are you going to rise to your values? Are you going to create the path to your vision by accomplishing your mission? And the cool part is that it goes back to this whole concept of self-love. Hey, man, it's not just about self-love. It's about self-respect. It's about self-honor. I honor who I am. I honor my contract with myself. I honor the fact that I have a role in the world. I have a responsibility with that role to be the best I can be, to show up on a continual basis as a true driven, to keep moving forward. It doesn't mean that you never lose. You're going to get your ass kicked. In fact, here's a great thing to talk about with loss and getting your ass kicked. It's a great indication that you are pushing and challenging yourself. You don't fall off a tricycle because you know how to ride one. But you might, get, you might get thrown off a racehorse because riding a racehorse is a whole different challenge than riding a tricycle. And it doesn't really matter where you are relative to your journey. If you're brand new to the journey... The ass kicking you're receiving now will pale in comparison to the ass kicking you're setting yourself up for as you continue to grow. And that should be something exciting because again, remember, it's about the sacrifice. You are sacrificing that part of yourself that has the limiting belief that also has the limiting skill set by showing up continually doing the work no matter what. The only way that happens is by dropping the excuses. The only way that happens is by saying the excuse is not worth the, the, the story is not worth staying stuck. Mathematically speaking, you want your actions to be bigger than your excuses. And the whole thing is is if you've got the ability to say listen, my action, my solution, my answers outweigh my excuses, then guess what? You can still have the excuse. It's the answer that follows. That eclipses the excuse. I don't feel like it is the excuse. I don't wanna do it is the excuse. But I'm gonna put my shoes on, I'm gonna go out into the storm, and I'm gonna run for one hour or one mile or one block. It doesn't matter. That's an answer, and that's bigger than the excuse because the excuse was saying I'm not doing anything, and then all of a sudden you're doing something. It's not Boston Marathon, and who fucking cares? It's bold, it's courageous, and it's moving you forward. Your answers have to be bigger than your excuses. When your answers are bigger than your excuses, you win. Think of it like this. Mathematically speaking, your answers are divided by your excuses. If the excuse is bigger, then the whole thing loses value. But if your answer, the top part of that of that fraction, if you will. Think about a fraction, right? The denominator is your excuse. If the excuse is big, the value of the overall thing is small. You can make all the excuses in the fucking world you want. It depends on how you show up to those excuses. That's the difference between high performers and everybody else. They understand how to come up with an answer, even if the answer is not their best answer, but it's better than sitting on the fucking couch with their excuse. Everybody else who makes an excuse sits with the excuse, shoulder to shoulder, on the couch, watching everybody else go by, watching the high performers do what they do best. The question is, which one of those do you want to be? You can either make excuses or you can make solutions, but you can't do both. I encourage you to shut down the excuse factory and go into full production on solutions, on answers, on action, and realize you don't have to have perfect action. It's not about perfection. Don't be perfect, just be awesome. It's about showing up with intention. It's about following through with purpose. But more importantly, it's about doing something even in that face of not wanting to do it at all. That feeling of sacrifice and that realize, the realization that you are sacrificing that temporary comfort, that temporary excuse for a bigger, more important thing, and that is who you truly are right now. You're sacrificing the small self to be the real self by saying fuck yes to your values, your vision, and your purpose, and fuck you to the small self that's keeping you stuck. The choice is yours, but just realize we all make excuses. The difference is the high performers realize that their answers are bigger than their excuses. Their answers are what lead to the solution. It doesn't have to be pretty, it doesn't have to be perfect, it just has to be enough to get you moving. And if you're slow, if you're barely slogging through the deep mud, fucking A, you're winning. I'm proud of you. If you've stopped, stagnated, and started to build that fortress of excuses, hey, it's okay. Now's the time to stop. Now's the time, instead of making all those excuses, building up that wall, take the sledgehammer, break through it, and start moving forward to the path that you know is your destined path, the one that you're supposed to be on right here, right now. That's the beautiful part, my friend. It's a choice. Moment to moment, day to day, we can choose to stay stuck or we can choose to move forward. Just know that success is on the other side of sacrifice. Know that courage and curiosity will always trump Knowledge and experience, and it's more about showing up than than anything else, not just showing up, but showing up with intensity, showing up with intention, showing up with purpose that's what gets the job done. My friends it's been a pleasure coming at you on this episode of the True driven podcast. Again, you can find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and of course YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications so you can hear when we're coming at you again next we'll be coming again very soon. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, fly far, stay driven.